Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Fantastic. Good morning, church. My name is Brian, and I'm a part of the team here, and it's such a privilege and an honor for me to to share with you this morning with Pastor Ed being away. It is my opportunity to share God's word. Thank you, guys. You may be seated. Why don't we just thank the team? They've done an amazing job. Um, in the prayer meeting this morning, I was so impacted by, um, by um, Slade's passion for this morning, for worshiping God, that the team would all be so excited and so filled with enthusiasm to glorify his name. And I reckon we got that this morning. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. I, um, Pearl and I, we've pastored a church for many years up in Kuroi. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we did a number of things. But, you know, we came to this church, I don't know, it's around about four years now, maybe five. I'm not keeping track, but it's about that length of time. And uh, we were very impressed when we walked into, when we drove into the car park and people came to the door and opened the door and welcomed us and we came into the, uh, what would you call that, a vestibule or <laughs> the foyer, that's okay, the foyer and, um, and uh, were made to feel so welcome. It impacted both Pearl and I. We, we had just recently left our church and decided that, no, we're going to move on. And so we looked around. We went to different places and came here finally, and this is where we stayed. And I'll tell you the reason for that. The reason, one of the major reasons for that was the welcome that we received. In a house like this, I, I do believe that we all have a role to pray. I want us uh, to play rather. I want to talk about servanthood this morning. You know, that's one of the greatest impacts on my life when we read the word is the amount of men. There were kings that served before they became kings. David served Saul. And God elevated David to become the king of that nation. Elisha followed Elijah and Elisha succeeded Elijah as a great man of God. And there are many instances through the word where we see how that being a servant caused them to be elevated. And I tell you what I really enjoy about being a servant is that you enjoy that journey. It becomes a, a, a lifestyle. It becomes uh, uh, something that you do regularly in your life and it, it just feels a part of who you are and God does something in your spirit that settles you and, and you feel a part of things not because you necessarily sought out to become like that but it's just who God has called you to be and I think if I want to be great in the kingdom of God the word says and that's not a prerequisite in my way of thinking but if I want to be great the Bible says and I need to learn to be a servant of all. And I want to encourage you this morning through the word that we're going to share together, that we will open our hearts and our minds to serving Jesus so that we can bring honor and glory 
to his name. A battleship, and I think um, it, this is how it goes, that every sailor on the battleship maybe where is she? She gone out. She's run away. Oh, there she is. Vix will understand what I'm saying. But on a battleship, you have the crew that all know exactly what they have to do. Each and every individual is not just there for a joyride. They're there for a purpose. There's things that they've got to do. But now on a cruise liner, and Pearl and I have been on one of them, you know, you might have about, I don't know, on a, on a battleship, there might be around about 600 people on that ship doing the various things that is necessary. But on a cruise liner, you might have 2,000 people, and 1,600 of those people are just there relaxing and enjoying life, and there's 400 people running around making sure that everybody is, is enjoying the journey. You see, we are not a cruise liner. Our church is a battleship. And I believe that each and every one of us have a role to play. I hope you can understand that the whole idea of church is about winning the lost for Jesus. This is God's plan B. Plan A, Jesus came. We've been raised now to serve the Lord. Plan B, we are responsible and his feet on the ground to make people feel welcome. Brownie, you shared well today. And the Lord knows that, you know, yeah, I'm going to take care of business for you. And we need to let people understand that that's who we are as a church. That's what we are about. We are about winning the loss for Jesus. But it's not as though you're just going to go out there and say, hey, you come and follow Jesus. No, it's your lifestyle. It's the impact that you have on people that you gather around. And they get to know you. They'll end up not swearing in your presence simply because you don't. And they'll feel challenged by who you are. So I... You know, we are a cruise, we're not a cruise ship, we are a battleship. We come to church every Sunday, we hear the word of God, we learn what God is teaching us from his word, and then we go out, come back next week again, we embrace the word of God, we learn what God is saying, we go out, but I don't know how much we do with what we've learned. I love dinner parties. Because we get to fellowship with one another. We get to know each other. Man, I'm concerned for the lost, but I am also concerned for the believer as well. And my concern is that I might keep that relationship with them. Uh, well, Brother Ian just shares that little incident at the time. I, I, you know, I didn't even think about it, but I just thought to myself, man, it's a brother in Christ. I can't just leave this. I just sense that, you know what, it, this can't just be let go. And that is the reason I went after him. I didn't think about anything else apart from the fact that I don't want to lose a brother in Christ. I sent the agitation. I sent the, you know, the challenge that he was going through. And so I just said, look, guys, I'm, I'm just going to go out and see if I can catch up with him. And, and I thank God for that because he's one of the guys I look up to. He's one of the guys that I admire. He has an impact as an ex-cop. Hey, which incidentally today is uh, Blue Ribbon Day, not Kiss a Cop Day. <laughs> <laughs> Blue, 
Blue Ribbon Day, and that's about policemen. I believe in Victoria, they're celebrating Blue Ribbon Day where people go up to a policeman and say, I just want to let you know, I'm just so grateful for what you do and stuff like that. So, I mean, I appreciated him, and I couldn't just let that go. And so the prompting of my heart was to bring restoration and encouragement, and I thank God for that. Pearl was telling me about a story whilst we were in Kuroi about one of the ladies that worked with her, and they, she used to be, you know, in charge of the ladies' meetings, and they used to have these high tea things where these ladies will come all dressed up, all the ladies in the church will dress up well, and they'll set these magnificent tables. It was really top-class stuff, and people from everywhere would come and, and join them. There used to be quite a big bunch of ladies, and the men used to also serve at the tables, and they'd have uh, black bow ties, black and white outfits on, and, and look really smart. And the one lady that Pearl worked with said, if ever I went to a church, I'll come to this one, because I've never known anything like this. That's an impact that the church was having on the community. And folks, we are well able, not, I'm not talking about uh, having dinner parties or, uh, you know, high teas or anything like that. No, I'm just talking about we as a church, when we are together and we do it together, great things will be as a result of that. And the Bible in, clearly encourages us to be united one with another. We are a body together. Each one, as Pradeep was saying during the week, you know, you've got the fingers, you've got the, the, the long fingers, you've <laughs> you got the thumb. You know, we all have different roles to play. But nevertheless, we have a role to pray, a play, and we ought to be doing that as believers in Christ. You know, all in Wednesday night, I'm hoping that I'll see a lot more of you gather there. Now, the food is great. It is absolutely amazing. The car parking might be a bit of a challenge, but you can park around the side there. Please come on in and join us and learn more about the culture of the church and, and what we are all about and listen to what God is going to say to us through those meetings. They're great to come to. God wants us as the church, not just to be in here on a Sunday morning, but and what we learn from here, but he wants us to take what we do get out of here and get out into your world, whatever environment you're in, and present him to the world without losing your identity. Know who you are in Christ. Be built up in, and strengthened in him. Don't doubt for a minute that the Lord is not with you because the scriptures are there. And in the scripture, we have a responsibility to serve. Let's look at a few scriptures. Ephesians chapter, or Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, this is a good one. For we, that's you and I, are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. That is, God has already planned the occasions for you to step into. It just doesn't happen by chance. We might equate it to being a chance that I happen to be at this place at this time. But no. God's created me for a purpose to be in a certain place at a certain time so that I can be a blessing and an encouragement to others. That's what the scripture is saying. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Opportunities 
have been created for us to share his word, to share the gospel. And I believe, you know, I, I wasn't even pre preparing for the servanthood message. I, I was looking at a message and trying to put together something for our one another's. You know, bless one another, care for one another, be, you know, there for one another. And somehow it just wasn't gelling. And during the course of my looking at that, I came up against this idea of servanthood. And I thought, well, it's a part of my one another's because if I want to be, you know, great in the kingdom of God, then I must learn to be a servant. That's about my fellow brothers and sisters relating together, joining together, loving one another, caring for one another, being there for one another. So we as a church together can see this church grow. Imagine if each and every one of us in 12 months brought somebody new to church. Church would be doubled in 12 months. I can, I can handle that. I reckon it'll be awesome. If we can get two, ooh, even better. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. So this is the whole idea of what I want to bring across to you this morning, of how God impresses on us the importance of who we are in Christ. And he will not leave us. Let's look at another scripture. If anyone serves me in John 12, 26, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. In other words, if I'm following Christ, it's because I want to. And where he is, that's where I am going to be. If anyone serves me him, my father will honor. We are commanded to serve. Psalm 100 and verse 2. Serve the Lord with sadness. Are you reading with me? <laughs> serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Through love, Ephesians 5, 13 says, serve one another. Romans chapter 7, verse 6 says, We should serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. In other words, serve one another in, with grace and understanding, not under the law, but with newness of spirit. We need to be fervent in spirit, Romans 12 says, serving the Lord. We ought not to forget who we are. I think sometimes... We have a tendency to forget that we are a child of the king. And I think we let ourselves down by allowing the, uh, the enemy to, to attack us and, and, and to give in to that. To say, well, I'm not good enough. No, man, you, 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 you've been made by the master. You are his workmanship. You know, we are poetry. Because God created us, but we tend to forget that and we give in to the lesser things of life. We give in to the important things and accept the lesser things. And I do believe that God's purpose for us is to walk with our heads held high. And to be confident that nothing's going to shake me. Amen, Padeep? Because we are servants of Christ. The king of kings, that's what he keeps telling me. No, I'm not a Christian. I'm a servant of the Lord. Yeah. And I say amen to that. 
because the term Christian, as you know, man, there's so many, and it's been such an issue with all of that. But I love that response. I'm a servant of the Lord. And he said it with authority, too. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to back down from this one. Amen, bro. <laughs> Good on you. So this is God's raising up to be men and women of strength. We are commanded to serve. We must not forget who we are. Uh, in, in Isaiah chapter 63 and verse 13. Chapter, sorry, chapter 65 and verse 13. It says, therefore, thus says the Lord. Behold, my servants will eat. This is an issue that, that Isaiah was having in his time, the difficulties, the challenges. And God was just saying, hey, these people have done all of this stuff against me. However, when he comes to verse 13 to, through to, and 14, it says, Thus says the Lord, Behold, my servants will eat, but you, my enemy, will be hungry. My servants will drink. This is for you, church. My servants, the church, will drink, but you will be thirsty, the enemy. My servants will rejoice. My servants will shout joyfully with a glad heart. God's got us in the palm of his hand, but we need to recognize that, hey, I'm in the palm of God's hand. In any circumstance, what is God calling us? He is saying that I'm going to provide for those who are my servants. God is calling you and I his servants. And the Lord is saying, don't forget who you are. You're a servant of the king. We are also expected to guard our identity. I believe that God is saying to us to get involved as a servant. Well, why does God want me to be involved? And why does he want you to be involved in serving? I'll tell you why. Because much of my growth will and can only be developed and released as I get involved and serve, as I get involved in the local church and serve. You know, this is not information you're going to get out of university. This is not out of books or anything like that, no. You get involved in serving, you will get more wisdom and understanding that you would need in, in regards to being a child of God because you're doing as God has asked of you, and so he's going to feed you with wisdom. Through being involved, getting involved, understanding who God is and getting a sense of God's presence in your life and coming to worship this morning was brilliant. As we worshiped the Lord, I, I just felt heaven open. And I want to be under an open heaven so that I can be more wiser and more understanding and be of great use for the house of God. Some people say, I just want to go to church where they preach the meat of the word. Amen, brother, the meat of the word. And then they go home and they come back next week and hear them preach the meat of the word again. The meat of the word. I want the meat of the word. You know, that's theologically incorrect. The meat of the word is not something you get just on a Sunday. The meat of the word is the way that you apply that word to your life. You see, it's in the application that will build the muscles of your faith. You'll be strengthened by living the lifestyle. And I, 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 I'm a painter now these days. God help me. I'm a painter. 
and I've used this as an illustration in the past, and I have plenty of opportunities because the council will send me a work order to go and quote a job. And more often than not, they, they are elderly people. And you all, you know, amongst elderly people, I'm talking in their 80s plus, and there's a lot of illness and sickness. The bodies are just gradually getting tired. And the opportunities are there for me to pray for these people. And I let them know. How do I get to this point? It's because of the confidence that I get in who I am in Christ Jesus. It's not me that is going to do the healing. But I know the word says that if I ask anything in his name, that he will do it for me. And so with confidence, I will ask them if I can pray. And more often than not, I don't think I've had one person say, no, I don't want you to pray for me. But I'm prepared for that too. I'll still pray, but maybe outside. Lord, just open the eyes of the blind that they may see. God wants to work on their behalf. And we are called as servants for the purpose of touching the lives of people so that they can see through our eyes the love of Christ for them. I tell you what, God so wants to use us as a church I'm believing for this house to be packed, not because you're going to go there and bash people over the head with the Bible, but because of how you're going to serve people out in the world. You know, has anybody ever stolen anything from you in church? Something's wrong. We need some unbelievers in here that might want to come and steal our stuff. Amen? So we'll have people who witness to and share the love of God with. Yeah, I'm being a little funny, but yeah, let's get some unbelievers in the house of God. And the way to do that will be by your serving them. Hallelujah. Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he's a baby and that's understandable. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use. Those who are by reason of use, because of practicing in your life. They have their senses exercised or trained to discern good and evil. He is saying solid food or meat is for the mature because of practice. They have their senses trained to discern good and and evil. They begin to make wiser decisions between good and evil. Meat actually comes by applying the word of God. It's not just about being a listener to the word or a listener of the word. Our muscles are built, our spiritual muscles are built by practice. Hallelujah. Look, I'm just looking at the time. No, almost out of time. Let me just give you an illustration, uh, just a few points quickly. The Wizard of Oz. How many of you know the story, Wizard of Oz? It's an interesting story. How the scarecrow, the scarecrow needed a brain. The lion needed courage. And the tin man, well, he needed a heart. And I want to just use those three points to illustrate or to remind us of three things that will be deposited into our souls for character qualities through our involvement in sharing God's word. 
wisdom. So wisdom will come through being involved. You can get along in life without a brain. I have for many years. <laughs> got along in life without a brain. But you can't get far without wisdom. And so we seeking God for wisdom. And in fact, when Solomon, in his prayer, asked God for an understanding heart, which we know as wisdom, in order to serve, it says there in 1 Kings 3, and from verse 9 through to 14, therefore give to your servants, I'm just going to read one verse. But I gave you the whole passage here so you can read about it. Therefore, give to your servant, this is Solomon praying, an understanding heart, wisdom to judge your people, that I may, I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And he says, yeah, give your servant the ability to do that. Now, Solomon was a king, and he was known as the wisest king at his, of his time in and around that region. So when he asks for wisdom, God recognizes this. Wisdom in this context is basically, basically seeing life through God's perspective. It's looking at things through God's eyes. And when you see life or a problem through God's vantage point, you, 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 you're able to catch that. And you will resolve, you know, resolve it in a way that God would resolve it. That's responding in wisdom rather than a knee-jerk reaction or reacting in anger or frustration or being distraught and discouraged. Basically, we see things from God's perspective. And when the Lord says, get involved and serve, that's where you're going to gain wisdom. It's only in that position because you cannot gain it in a classroom or anywhere else. You see, in that situation, that's where Jesus is. He draws us close to him. We see our role as God's servant, and we begin to deal in that manner where God gives us the energy and the strength to overcome any issue. Should we even tend to be losing ground a bit? It's only a matter of, again, touching Jesus by reading the scripture. It reminds me so much of a boxing ring. You know, when you were pummeled by the opposition, you went and you touched your mate and he got in the ring and he took on the job for you and he whacked the other bloke around the ears. It's a similar thing when, when we sort of get weary and we find ourselves locked down and we call upon another brother, he prays for us and it's like touching the hand of Jesus and, and they get involved in the issues that are a challenge for us and Please don't be ashamed to ask people to pray for you if you are in need. It's, a, it's like touching the hand of God and saying, God, I need your, 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 your protection over my life. I need your interference in this area. And he will do it for you. That's why we are here as brothers and sisters together as an army of God. Oh, man, Pastor Red said last week, one shall put 1,000 to flight, but what? Two will put 10,000 to flight. Come on. Let's add together the, 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 uh, the, the, the whole platform for exponential growth. Amen? Not just 1,000, but tens of thousands because we are together praying one for another and encouraging one another in the Lord. Hallelujah. Ten men. I'm sorry. 
I haven't come to Tin Man yet. But Scarecrow, he needed wisdom. The second one was courage. I'm just going to race through this quickly. That's the lion. Lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage and do not be afraid or be dismayed? He says to Joshua in chapter 1 and verse 9. Have I not commanded you? I feel that commanding God. Be strong and of a good courage. It just washes over me and I think to myself, man, I, I'm, if I'm going to fail this, that's not good for me. So I need to stand up and, and do something about the circumstance. Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid or be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you sometimes. No, he's with you wherever you go. He's not going to leave you. No, forsake you. God is saying, I command you. Church, be courageous. Be courageous. Why? It's because God has called us to be courageous. It's not got anything to do with your strength or whatever you can muster up yourself. Yeah, you do whatever you can, but God's going to be there with you to overcome the enemy. He says, I will go with you wherever you go. When the Lord is serving, he calls us with him and we walk together. And he says this, I will be with you only if you don't forget who you are. And who are you this morning, church? Like, who are you? As individuals, God has called you to be strong and courageous. As a group of people, as a church together, God has called us to be strong and very, very, very courageous. If you think you're anything other than a servant, then you're going to be like Jonah. Remember young Jonah? God had called him to Nineveh. And he said, no, 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 I'm heading off to Tarsus. Ah, no, get away. I, that, that Nineveh place is a horrible place. He ain't going there. He ends up in Nineveh via the belly of a whale. God still took him over there, and he did what he had to do. And so the nation of Nineveh was brought to the knowledge of God. So, in other words, if we are out of the presence of God, you talk about sin, I think sin is being away from the presence of God. I, I just think whatever that entails, you know, if I'm not in God's presence, then I'm against his will. God wants us to be living in his presence all the time. And so we'll have wisdom, we, we'll have, uh, you know, understanding, we will have a desire to be courageous. And uh, so I want to just bring one more thing because now I'm really in trouble, you know. Uh, <laughs> Courage is not about working yourself up. Courage comes when you understand the presence of the Lord. When I'm walking with him, his presence is able to give me courage. The last one is compassion for the old tin man. Jesus traveled the dusty streets of Jerusalem. Yeah, if the team could come up, it'd be great. Traveled the dusty streets of Jerusalem to involve himself in people's lives. There he would reach out and he would touch a leper or pick up a baby. There he would see something going wrong and be able to minister to them. In Mark chapter 1 and verse 41, this is what he says. And Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand. And he touched him and said to him, I am willing. Be cleansed. When did the miracles take place in the New Testament? I find that often it took place that would be prefaced by the phrase and being moved with compassion. And in other words, he had a sense of the pain 
he had a sense of the need. And often when God calls us to pray for people, I believe that we are moved with compassion because we see that, hey, this is not normal. There is something wrong here. God, we're going to pray and speak deliverance. You know, there is something about authority in your words when you stand on the Word of God and you declare God's Word and you speak with boldness and authority and see God do wonderful works in people's lives. This changes the way they look. God, give us eyes. You know, if, if the Lord will only just stop, or not so much stop, but if He will only just help us to see through His eyes for a moment. See through His eyes for a moment, literally. And I believe that God will, we will be so amazed. And yeah, there's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, but we will be so amazed by the authority that there is in God's Word. Jesus spoke to the tree, the fig tree, and it withered just by His Word. He didn't have to go around explaining to His disciples why He did what He did. He just said, man, that tree, no fruit in it, it won't be any fruit at all. It was authority. The Bible says, speak to your mountain, speak to the challenge, and see it go in Jesus' name. And as people of God, He gives us compassion. He gives us wisdom. He gives us the, be able to, the ability to be courageous and stand for Him. God's presence is here today. And the Lord wants to minister to your heart right now. He wants for you to experience liberty, freedom. We've got children. We've got grandchildren that need Jesus in their lives. It's great to see my nephew and his wife and children here. We just enjoy having them. But, you know, I've got lots of nephews and nieces and grandchildren and brothers and sisters. And I've just heard recently that my brother's not the best, going through a big challenge himself in his life. And it, it, it hurts me to hear things like this. But I also know he's a believer. He loves the Lord. He's not, the, he's not one that's going to speak much of his condition. And, you know, but I know where he's at. He's probably saying, well, God's going to do this for me. But I wish he would let me know. Seriously. So we can pray along with him. But I'm going to pray anyway. But sometimes that's what we've got to do. Be bold. Speak to that disease. Be gone in Jesus' name. And I don't know, right here this morning, there might be some of us here right now that is thinking, Lord, I just wish I had this happen in my life or that happen. I have this opportunity. God, give me strength and courage. Lord, I need to speak to so-and-so in my workplace, but I need wisdom. I need understanding. Wisdom will come when you read God's Word. Don't just go here and then wait to come back next Sunday and go home again. No, you read your Word every day because that's where your wisdom will come from, God's Word. Be strengthened and be power, empowered by the Holy Spirit that just wants for you to get a hold of the majesty of God. If you just bow your heads for a minute. I really feel that God wants... You know, there, I, I, there are moments. And I sense this is a moment from our worship team this morning. I just sense, oh, what a moment. 
for the presence of God to sweep over this congregation to place our hearts in a position where we'll cry out to God more rain Lord let it rain in my life your wisdom your courage your compassion let it be mine so that I can minister and pass on the favor that you've done in my life to others and I sense this is a moment and I just want to pray for you as a congregation I want to do that first before anything else let it just keep your heads bowed father I include myself the worship team everybody here in this house today let this be a moment of the breath of God breathing over every life Lord bringing us to a point where we say God I got this I know that you're with me I have no doubt that you're with me and that Lord you are teaching me and helping me to get along in life where no longer will I be dragging my feet no longer will I have my head down but I will have my head raised up high and my hands raised giving thanks to you because of this moment when you've taken me through all of my past got me beyond that and placed me on new ground firm ground and on the word of God that declares that I am your child father I thank you right now pour out your spirit afresh let there be a refreshing time in the house right now we thank you for that lord in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you for listening to the city church podcast if you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.